Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, it's all about recycling and the technology to both just keep it up and running, as well as some new advances that can make it easier, more inclusive, and more efficient. All this and more coming up. This week has been America Recycles Week, with the U.S. EPA hosting an online innovation fair highlighting state-of-the-art products, services, and technologies. The idea, of course, has been to turn much of the trash we usually would throw out each day into something useful, or at least a whole lot less harmful to both our health and the environment. But there have always been a lot of challenges to getting that done. First is just convincing people they ought to participate, which actually overall has been pretty successful. CBS's Wendy Gillette has more. The Environmental Protection Agency says recycling contributes to American prosperity and protects the environment. The agency says the nation's recycling rate has increased from less than 7% in 1960 to around 35% now. One study found every 10,000 tons of recycled materials translates into almost 16 jobs and $760,000 in wages. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. But even as more people have been recycling, the country where we used to ship most of our trash for recycling, China, has stopped taking a lot of it. Green Air Radio's Rich On explains why and what's next. China will forbid the import of four classes, 24 kinds of solid waste, including plastic waste from living sources, vanadium slag, unsorted waste paper, and waste textile materials. Chinese environmental and social agencies have found that large amounts of dirty waste or even hazardous waste are mixed in with the imported recyclables. This has polluted China's environment seriously. To protect China's environmental interests and people's health, the imported solid waste list must be urgently adjusted and forbid the import of solid waste that are highly polluted. Now that this law has been in place for over a year, where are all these rejected recyclables going? According to a recent study for Scientific American, some of it is ending up in landfills, being incinerated, or sent to other countries lacking in the infrastructure to properly manage it. By 2030, an estimated 111 million metric tons of plastic waste will be displaced because of China's new law, the study estimates. This is equal to nearly half of all plastic waste that has been imported globally since 19. 1988. Here in the Akron area, kind of a mixed bag when it comes to local recycling efforts. I talked to Summit County Reworks Executive Director Marcy Kress and City of Akron Solid Waste Director Dan Dempsey. Dempsey says unlike in neighboring Medina County, where recycling has been down during the pandemic because so many businesses like restaurants have shut down or are operating at a reduced capacity, there has been no change in the amount of curbside recycling in the city of Akron. Kress says they won't have any 2020 recycling data for a few more months, but they have seen more people than usual participate in events like document and tire shredding. But I wanted to know more and asked about a recent report done by NPR and PBS that alleges recycling overall is more of a cover for the plastics industry to keep making more new stuff by convincing all of us that our old stuff is actually being recycled when it's really just going into landfills. 
Marcy Kress from Summit Reworks had this response. I will tell you as an agency who really focuses on community outreach and tries to make um, awareness on what to be placed in curbside recycling, that arrows on plastic containers has always been a challenge as far as trying to let residents know that that identifies the type of resin of the plastic, not necessarily its ability to be recycled. So that is a message we have been sharing for a while now. However, I think what's most important to know is not to think resident your recyclables are being thrown away, but if you put what can be recycled in the curb that does have an end market, that has a, a buyer to use it after it's been collected from the recycling facility, that material is not being thrown out. However, if you put something in the recycling cart that does not cannot be sorted out, cannot be, does not have a market, then indeed that material does not have a recycling option. Well, you know, so I've always been what, confused about right. that when I when I go to throw my stuff out. I, I always look and see if it's got like the little arrow on it. And if it does, then I figure oh, I'm golden and I put that in. And now, I know like if it's a clamshell or something like that, if it's the clear plastic stuff that you get your produce in, you can't do that. But what do I need to know about that? And what we try to tell people is you really need to look at your recyclable as how it's going to be collected and sorted at the recycling facility. So right now we would encourage you to look at the shape of that plastic bottle or jug. Does it have a neck? If it is shaped like a bottle or it has a narrow top and a wide base, that is the type of plastics that can be identified in recycling equipment and that will be sorted out and have a market for recycling. So focus on the shape of the bottle and not so much as the chasing arrow number that's on the bottom of it. So now let's get into some of the exciting new technology that can turn our trash into, if not treasure exactly, something really useful at least, starting out with a very personal kind of solid waste, the kind you flush and forget every day. Near Brisbane, Australia, the city of Logan is doing that in a big way. James Joyce is an engineer with PyroCal, and he explains how that works. Once it goes into this plant, it's heated up very quickly to 600 or so degrees. It basically carbonizes it, turns it into a carbon-rich material. Obviously kills all of the, um, all of the pathogens. Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, Dr. Ika Manis, who is a professor of advanced materials and energy, has perfected some new technology that allows certain types of hard plastic to be recycled that at least up till now had to just be thrown into landfills. Polymers can be classified into thermoplastics and thermosets. Thermoplastic materials are plastic materials which can be recycled once they become waste by conventional processing methods such as extrusion or injection molding. However, thermoset materials cannot be recycled. The reason is that thermoset polymers have a three-dimensional network which conveys to those materials very good properties, but at the same time, it is not possible by conventional technology methods uh, to recycle them. And so they end up being waste, they end up being in landfills, or they can be burned. So there is no real, for the time being, there is no other way to recycle thermoset materials. And just as an example, thermoset materials can be used in aircraft, in automotive uh, industry, in construction, 
they are extremely strong, durable, but because of their three-dimensional permanent network, they cannot be recycled by conventional method. I see. So if I'm looking at a car, maybe like our, are we talking maybe a car bumper or maybe like the external part of an airplane, stuff like that? Yes, and not only the external, but also the internal. So the walls, uh, perhaps in an aircraft and maybe some of the dashboard in the car. Those are very strong materials and they are made usually by, by uh, using thermosets. This new kind of recycling technology that you have, can you explain what it involves and why it's different? Our technology, which was developed by Dr. Liang Yu and myself, allows to change those thermoset materials into a powder resin, which can be then processed by extrusion, injection molding, or compression molding. So what it entails is that you break down, you grind the thermoset resin or the thermoset composite, and you usually grind them and use them in a bowl mill uh, together with a catalyst. And by doing so, you convert the permanent crosslink network into a dynamic network. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.